Well, we're in our fall series called Epidemic, and we're looking at how to overcome fear. And I told you a few weeks ago that the most common phrase throughout the Bible are these words, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And the reason that that phrase is throughout the Bible is because we all deal with fear. And it can be very crippling in our life. And we're looking at how to overcome fear. Over the next several weeks, we're going to continue to unpack this and look at how to overcome fear. And today I want to talk to you about something that's very near and dear to my heart. And that is overcoming the fear of rejection. I can remember growing up in, in Little We Woke, Oklahoma, and it was one day as I was a teenager, me, my, my older brother, and my dad, we went out to the farm. Uh, we had a farm, and we were taking care of the cows, and we're getting the cows in, into a fence and, and then onto a, a trailer. And I'll never forget, the cows ran into the fence, and they ran out the other side of the fence because me and my brother uh, didn't prepare it correctly. And I, I remember my dad screaming at us and screaming at me and saying, you'll never be able to drive a car, boy. You can't even tie a fence together. And just, I mean, he just said some things to me. I knew he was just mad, but boy, what it did in my heart, those words of him screaming and telling me I wasn't going to be anything. I, wasn't, I couldn't tie a fence post together. And those words of rejection just reverberated in my heart and has had an impact on my life. And I can remember my mom being mad at my dad, and she would be upset, and, and then because she was upset, then she would say things to me uh, like this when she was upset at me and upset at him. She'd say, you're going to be just like your daddy. And those words mess with me, mess with my mind and my heart. I remember my, my parents, when they got a divorce, they split up, and I was in high school, and when my mom, my brother, and my sister left to go to Rochester, New York, and I stayed behind, and, and our family was, was broken, and I remember feeling abandoned, and the abandonment and the rejection, thinking, did I do something? Did I cause this? And I remember the pain that I, I felt because of, of the breakup. I can remember asking a girl out on a date, and the girl told me No. It seems funny to you, but it hurt a brother. Do you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it took my confidence away, somebody. Listen, we all deal with rejection. We all deal with abandonment. So, so the real issue today is, is not do we deal with rejection because we all deal with rejection. So I'm not talking to you about rejection. I want to talk to you about the fear of rejection. It's when we let rejection control our life. And another way that we could say the fear of rejection is, uh, another way would be the fear of man. They're, they're interchangeable, the fear of rejection, the, the fear of man. And the Bible has a lot to say about this subject. And I want us to look at a verse in Proverbs chapter 29 and, and verse 25, it says, fear of man, fear of rejection will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. But the fear of man, the, the fear of rejection, the Bible says it's a snare or, or another way to say that would be it's a trap. And some of you today find yourself trapped by the fear of man. You're, you're trapped and you're not moving forward in life. You're, you're trapped and you're not pursuing your dreams anymore because of the, the fear of rejection. 
Listen, friends, rejection is one of the worst, most neglected, and most common wounds to the human heart. And when it is left untreated, it will have detrimental effects on your life. It can destroy your purpose. It will destroy your self-esteem. And what I want us to do today is I want us to look at Saul. He was a king in the Old Testament. And he suffered greatly from the fear of man, from the fear of rejection. He was trapped by the fear of man. Let me give you a few examples out of his life. 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 12 says, Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with David, but he departed from Saul. He was afraid. He was fearful. Verse 15 says this, when Saul saw how successful he was, he was afraid of him. The fear of rejection, the fear of man. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 24. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. I have violated the Lord's command and your instructions. I was afraid of the men, and so I gave in to them. The, the fear of rejection, it devastated his life. It was devastating to his leadership, and I want us to look today in the life of Saul, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to learn about the cause of rejection. We're going to look at the consequences of the fear of rejection, and then we're going to wrap things up by looking at the cure from the fear of rejection. And I just believe that somebody is going to get set free today from the fear of rejection as we teach and preach God's word. It's going to break off your life. Number one is this. Let's, let's look at the cause of the fear of rejection. How do we develop the fear of rejection? A couple of thoughts there. Rejection leads to the fear of rejection. I'm going to say that again. Rejection leads to the fear of rejection. So, so when, when you're rejected by perhaps a parent rejects you or perhaps an, another family member rejects you or a friend or maybe even a spouse rejects you, those wounds can lead to the fear of rejection. Uh, another way that, that, that we develop the fear of rejection is abandonment leads to the fear of rejection. Abandonment leads to the fear of rejection. Uh, perhaps you're abandoned by a parent or you're abandoned by a family member. You're abandoned by a friend or you're abandoned by a spouse. And, and those wounds can lead to the fear of rejection. Now, now, rejection could be defined as a sense of being unwanted. We, we desire people to love us but believe that they don't. We, we want to be a part of the group, but, 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 but we feel excluded. We, we always feel like we're on the outside looking in. And friends, when rejection, when abandonment isn't dealt with, it can turn into the fear of rejection, the fear of man, and be very crippling. It can be a trap or a snare in your life. There are three primary ways we fear people. Three primary ways we fear people. I'm going to give you a lot today. If you have a pen and some paper, take some notes. I'm going to give you a lot of information to help get you free today from the fear of rejection. Three primary ways we fear people. Number one is this. We fear people will hurt us. 
We, we, we fear that they will, will attack us or turn against us or, or damage our lives. So we fear people will hurt us. A, a second primary way is we, we fear people will reject us. We, we, we have some of you deal with that right now. One of the primary fears you're dealing with is you fear people are going to reject you or they're going to walk out on you or they're going to leave you like the last person did or, or they're going to abandon you. And then we also fear people will expose us. So we have a fear of people that they're going to expose our mess or our issues or our mistakes or our problems. It's this, it's this fear of man. And the number of people who are affected by the fear of rejection is staggering. And I was one of those people. What I dealt with in the past, I could talk to you about the abuse I faced. I could talk to you about the words that were spoken over my life, the abandonment I faced. Can I tell you, the fear of rejection had a grip on my life. It controlled my life. But because of the grace and the power of Jesus Christ, I was set free and I am so much further along than I was years ago when the fear of rejection was crippling and and controlling my life. And I can tell you today, if the fear of rejection is controlling your life today, you can be set free by the power of Jesus Christ. There is victory over the fear of rejection. And I want to talk to you about that today. The, the cause of the fear of rejection, let's look at number two. Let's look at the consequences of the fear of rejection. This is huge now. So, so what, what I'm saying as we look at the consequences is, is this. If you haven't dealt with the, the abandonment issues, if you haven't dealt with the rejection in your life, if you just let it fester, there are consequences. And some of you have let it fester. You, you've never dealt with the past issues. And, and these consequences are showing up in your life. And as I cover them, you're going to see one or two of them in your life. Perhaps some of you will see all eight showing up in your life because you're, you're dealing with the fear of rejections, the consequences of it. Number one is this. Fear of rejection calls this the comparison game. Let's look in the life of Saul. As we look at Saul, King Saul, he, he had these in his life. He, he, he had the cause of rejection. He was fearing people would hurt him, reject him, expose him. He, he was dealing with all of this. But I want you to notice the consequences of the fear of rejection in his, in his life. 1 Samuel verse, chapter 18, verse 7 says, As they danced, they sang, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten, tens of thousands. And if you're not familiar with the story here, David had just killed the giant Goliath. It goes on to say, Saul was very angry. This refrain displeased him greatly. They have credited David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me with only thousands. And because of the fear of rejection, King Saul was comparing himself to David. He felt unwanted and unloved by the people because he was playing the compare game. And whenever the fear of rejection grabs a hold of your life, grabs a hold of your heart, you know what you find yourself always doing? You always find yourself playing the comparison game. It can be even the smallest thing like, well, what are they wearing? And it controls your thought life. Well, what kind of car do they drive? How does she have hair like that? Is it real? Are her nails real? You consume with it. Is the rest of her real? Is he on steroids looking all buff like that? How can somebody look buff like that? 
How do they have a job like that? I mean, it's amazing the people that are literally controlled, their thought life is controlled by the comparison game because of the fear of rejection. I want you to see number two. Fear of rejection causes abandonment issues. 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 8 says, They have credited David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me with only thousands. What more can he get? Notice this. What more can he get but the kingdom? Saul felt like the people were abandoning him. He, he was still king. He, he was still in authority. He still had power. But, but the fear of rejection made him feel abandoned by the people. I mean, what more are they going to take from me? Is, is he going to take the whole kingdom as well? And it was just controlling his life that the people were now abandoning him and, and going for David. And, and when the fear of rejection is controlling our life, we always feel like people are going to walk out on us. Man, this is real. I, I, I've dealt with this. This abandonment issue is because of the fear of rejection. When, when Tiffany and I were dating and we were, we were falling in love and at this juncture in our relationship, we had not told each other that we loved each other, but we both knew we, we liked each other. We were falling in love, having a lot of conversations. And so one day I asked Tiffany, I said, do you love me? She said, well, do you love me? I said, well, I asked you first. Come on, somebody. I'm not putting myself out there like that. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want to get rejected. I got issues. So I said, well, I asked you first. And she said, yeah, yeah, I love you. I said, good. I didn't tell her even I loved her. I just, I str struggled with abandonment, the fear of rejection. And after we got married, it took me several years to believe that Tiffany wasn't going to leave me. It's a fear of abandonment. Is she going to leave? Does she really like me for who I am? I struggle with the fear of rejection. I struggle with abandonment issues. I'm telling you, friends, if you don't get victory and healing from fear of rejection of your past, it will show up in your present and mess up your life. <laughs> Number three is this. Let's look at the third consequence, and that is this fear of rejection makes us suspicious. Notice this in verse number 9 in 1 Samuel 18. And from that time on, Saul kept a close eye on David. King Saul was keeping a close eye on David for no good reason. David didn't deserve this kind of treatment. Matter of fact, he had done nothing but help the king. Now, if you're not familiar with the Bible story, Israel was going to become in, cap in captive, in bondage by the Philistines because they will not fight this giant named Goliath. And for 40 days, 40 nights, the trained soldiers of Israel would not go fight this giant. So they were going to be taken captive. And David shows up, a young shepherd boy, and he decides, I'll go fight the giant. And he kills the giant and he saves Israel from being taken into captivity. And instead of celebrating David's success, Saul is filled with insecurity. He's filled with suspicion. He's keeping a close eye on him for no good reason. And friends, fear of rejection will cause you to be suspicious of people. Some of you are just, you're controlled. It's the fear of rejection and you're just suspicious of everybody. Why did they say that? They just said hello though. That was it. <laughs> well, why are they so nice? You want them just to be mean, I guess. Well, I mean, you suspicious. Why are they smiling? Why are you smiling that big? What you want? I know they want something. Why did they take that parking spot? They knew I was going to take that parking spot. They're after me. 
They're trying to get me. I know they don't like me. Some of you can't laugh because it's true. That's how, that's how you just, that's how you think all the time. Suspicion controls your thought life. Fear of rejection. Fear of people. Number four, fourth consequence is fear of rejection causes us to hurt people. Notice Saul in 1 Samuel 19, verse 4. Jonathan, which, who is his son, spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Let not the king do wrong to his servant David. He has not wronged you. And what has he done? Well, what he has done has benefited you greatly. He took his life in his hands when he killed the Philistine, referring to Goliath. The Lord won a great victory for all Israel, and you saw it and were glad. Why then, notice this question, why then would you do wrong to an innocent man like David by killing him for no reason? I'll tell you why he was trying to kill an innocent man. He was gripped with the fear of rejection. He was gripped with the fear of man. King Saul, friends, he was, he was dealing with his past wounds, and he was, it was festering in his life. He never dealt with the hurt. He never dealt with the pain. He never dealt with the wounds. And now we got a grown man who's now a king trying to hurt somebody who's innocent. Hurt people. Hurt people. Wounded people wound people. And not only does he try to hurt David, but he tries to hurt his own son. Notice this in 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 30. says, Saul's anger flared up at Jonathan, and he said to him, You son of a perverse and rebellious woman, Men don't ever say that about your wife to your children. You will be sleeping on the couch for years. I don't have time to do a marriage message, but I wanted to insert that right there. He says, don't I know that you have sided with the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of the mother who bore you? As long as the son of Jesse lives on this earth, neither you nor your kingdom will be established. Now send someone to bring him to me, for he must die. Why, notice, notice Jonathan, the son. Why should he be put to death? What has he done? Jonathan asked his father, but Saul hurled his spear at him to kill him. Then Jonathan knew that his father intended to kill David. The fear of rejection now is causing him to try to kill and hurt his own son. Hurt people, hurt people. Wounded people, wound people. Friend, when, when, when the fear of rejection is controlling your life, you know what will happen? You will always find yourself hurting other people. It's a consequence of the fear of rejection. Number five is this. Fear of rejection causes us to push people away from us. Notice this in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 12. Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with David but had departed from Saul. So he sent, notice this, he sent David away from him. Saul pushed David away from him. We just read how he pushed his son Jonathan away from him. We, we read about how he talked bad about his wife and he's pushing her away from him. You can read in 1 Samuel chapter 19, he pushed his daughter Michael away from him. Church, I deeply believe that most of our relationship issues 
or because we haven't dealt with the wounds from our past. The rejection, the abandonment, the hurt, the disappointment, the wounds. We've never dealt with it, and so it shows up in our teenage years. It's showing up in our adult years. And so do you know what we do like, like, like Saul? We start pushing everybody away. That's what some of you do. And you're like, you push people away. You keep everybody at arm's length. You're not going to let anybody close to you. But you know why? Because it's the fear of rejection. It's the fear of man. It's the fear of abandonment. You, you won't open your heart up. You won't open your life up to build relationship with people. You keep them because it's the fear of rejection. When people start trying to get close to you, do you know what you do? You find some mechanism to push them away. Like, I'm going to keep everybody. I'm gonna, everybody's going, uh-uh, you can't get close to me. Not that close. It's the fear of rejection. It's the, it's the fear of man. It will cause you to push people away all the time. Number six is this. Number six of this is this. Fear of rejection creates unnecessary enemies. Unnecessary enemies. Notice this in 1 Samuel 18, verse 28. When Saul realized that the Lord was with David and that his daughter, Michael, loved David, Saul became, notice this, still more afraid. I mean, this, this fear gripped his life. More afraid of him. And he remained his enemy the rest of his days. And some of you have a lot of enemies in your life. And you never realize that the fear of rejection is the big reason why. It's your, your behavior, your, your attitude, your, your responses to people have created enemies in your life. And you know what happens when, when you're gripped with the fear of rejection and you have enemies in your life? You think it's everybody else's fault. You, you, you can't see clearly and you don't even realize that, that a lot of the relationship issues that you have a lot of the enemies that you have is, is your fault. You're creating a lot of it by, by the way you respond and because the attitude, the, the fear of rejection that's on your life. And you know what happens? You get gripped with the fear of rejection, and it starts wrecking your relationships. Number seven is this. Fear of rejection causes us to compromise. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 24 says, Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. I have violated the Lord's command. I, I disobeyed God's command and your instructions. I was afraid of the men. I was afraid of the men, so I violated the Lord's commands. So much compromise takes place because of the fear of man. Now, now, many people don't ever get to the root of it. They can't figure out why they're always compromising. But a lot of compromise happens because we fear man. We, we fear rejection. So people disobey God because they fear rejection. People will start lying because they fear rejection. They, they want to be liked. They, they, they fear man. They, pe people get into sexual sin because of fear of man, fear of people. I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to be abandoned. They, they'll start doing drugs because I want to fit in. I, I don't want to be rejected. They'll start stealing. They're not a thief, but their friends are thieves, and they want to be liked by their friends, so they'll start stealing because, because of the fear of man, because of the fear of rejection. They don't want to go to the club, but they, all the boys are going to the club, so I guess I, I got to go too. And the fear of man, the, the fear of rejection, I don't even want to choose this career, but my parents want me to, and because I want to please them, I'll, I'll do something I don't even desire to do. The fear of man. 
The fear of rejection causes us to compromise. Number eight is this. Fear of rejection makes us people pleasers. People pleasers. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 24, Saul says, I was afraid of the men, so I gave in to them. And instead of living to please God, some of you find yourself like King Saul, living to please people. You can't say no to people. You always overcommit yourself. You give in to peer pressure. You're always second-guessing your decisions because your filter is always, well, what do they think about me? You become obsessed about your appearance because you're, you're controlled about, about trying to please people all the time. You're controlled by the fear of failure, the fear, fear, of, fear of rejection, the fear of man. You, you won't ever step out in faith and do what God's called you to do because you, you fear man and fear embarrassment. Whenever the fear of rejection grips your life, you become a people pleaser. Here's what I want to do. I've looked at the cause of rejection with you. We've looked at the consequences of the fear of rejection. Number three, I want us to look at the cure from the fear of rejection. And I want you to understand that God doesn't want us controlled by the fear of rejection. If you're bound today by the fear of rejection, I want you to know that it's your heavenly Father's heart. It's his desire to set you free that you would not be controlled by the fear of rejection. And I believe today somebody is going to get free. Somebody's going to get free. And I want to help you today. Here, here, here's, here's some keys to getting free from the from the fear of rejection, the cure from the fear of rejection. Number one is this, let God heal your heart. Let God heal your heart. Friends, what King Saul desperately needed was for God to heal his heart. His past wounds, his past issues, whatever he was dealing with, daddy issues, mommy issues, sibling issues, people disappointed him. Whatever he was dealing with in his past, he needed God to help him and to heal his heart. And what so many people need today is for God to heal their heart. The psalmist said in Psalms 147 and verse 3, he heals, talking about God, God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Hurt people hurt people. Wounded people wound people. Healed people heal people. Today, would you open your heart up to your heavenly father? Those areas that you've closed off, those wounds that you don't even want to think about, those disappointments, the things people said about you, the abandonment issues, the parent issues, would you open all that to God today? Would you let him heal your heart? In just a few moments, we're going to begin to sing a song. We set our hope on you, on nobody else but you, Lord. Some of you are going to have to have tears coming down your face as we worship in a few minutes. And would you let God begin to heal your broken heart? I've had to do this on a numerous of occasions, going to my Heavenly Father with brokenness, with issues of my past, of disappointment and letdown and abandonment, and let God heal my heart. Number two is this. Let people heal your heart. James chapter 5 and verse 16. Therefore confess your sins to each other. Confess your mess, your sins, your, your issues to each other. And pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful 
and effective. Friend, God does heal our hearts, and oftentimes one of the steps that God uses to heal our hearts are other people, are other Christians. We have to confess our sins to God for forgiveness, but we confess our sins, our issue, our junk to people for healing. I know some of you don't like that because you got fear of rejection gripping your life. Like, I'm not telling anybody, no, nobody, anything. That's the trick of the enemy is to keep you isolated, to keep you with walls up, to keep you away from people, to keep pushing people away. I'm not going to invite anybody in. That, 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 that's a tool of the enemy because the enemy knows if you could ever get with some other Christians and you could just open up your heart and open up your life and get people to pray with you and confess your junk to people, that there will be healing that takes place in your life. There's healing that will take place. That's why I'm such a, such a strong believer in our small group ministry. That our small groups are launching today. Would you get in one? Pastor, I, just, I don't do people. Well, you don't do healing then. Would you get in one today? Go out in the lobby. Leaders will be out there today. There's tables out all the lobbies today. Would you find a small group to get in? There's victory. There's freedom. There's healing in a small group. Men, tomorrow night, we're food and football. It's in your bulletin. Would you be here tomorrow night? Not just to enjoy food and football, but to connect with some other men. You can find freedom. You can find victory. You need two or three brothers that will stand with you, that you can talk to, that you can be, come on, you got to tell your stuff to everybody, but you got to have somebody that you're talking to that can pray with you, that you can get victory in your life. This coming up Wednesday night is our Wednesday night connection. Our small group start at the building. Would you be here Wednesday night? Get in a group. It will set you free, healing through other people. Number three is this, number three. We're talking about the cure from the fear of rejection. Develop a fear of God. Develop a fear of God. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 27 says, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. I want you to catch that. When you fear God, it brings life to every aspect of your life. The Bible says it will set you free from the snares. You remember a little earlier in the message I read to you the verse that says the fear of man is a snare. It's a trap. But now the Bible is saying, but the fear of God will set you free from the snare. The, the fear of God will set you free from the traps. It's fearing God that will set you free. Let me tell you what will happen. If you'll start fearing God, here's what you can count on. If you'll fear God, you are no longer controlled by what people think about you. When you develop a fear of God, you become obsessed with what God thinks about you. And becoming obsessed about what God thinks about you is the quickest way to get over what people think about you. It's developing a fear of God. Fear of God. If you develop a fear of God, you can say no to people. I mean, I've been trapped before where I couldn't say no to people. I was taking speaking engagements I didn't want to take. I was, my calendar was all booked up. I didn't want to let anybody down. That's what some of you, you, you don't say no to anybody. But, man, when you develop a fear of God, you can now say no to people. And you know you're free when you can say no and don't have to even give a reason. <laughs> no, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> Somebody like, well, no, but let me tell you why. Let me explain it. Give me five reasons. Just no. Number three, when you have develop a fear of God, you are set free from the fear of people. 
Friends, it's only the fear of God that can deliver us from the fear of man. I'm going to say that again. It's only the fear of God that can deliver us from the fear of man. Fear God. Fall in love with God. Fearing, developing this fear of God will deliver you from the fear of man. Fear God. Develop your relationship with God. And you know what that will take place? Is you become a God pleaser. You, you become a God pleaser. God's voice will become the most important voice in your life. You, you'll start living to please him. You'll start living to God. I just want to honor you. I want to please you. I'm not being mean or rude to people, but my heart's desire is to live for an audience of one, to, 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 to please your name. I, I want to, when you develop this fear of God, you become a God pleaser. First Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 4, Paul says it like this. On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts. We're trying to please God. You have to let God set you free from the fear of man and begin to fear God. And you begin to live your life not to be a people pleaser, but a God pleaser. And when you become a God pleaser, you won't keep hanging out with some of the people you're hanging out with. Because you're, you're a God pleaser now. You won't keep going to some of the places you're going to you've been go because you're a God pleaser now. You won't keep doing some of the activities and some of the habits and some of the sin that you're doing because you're like, you know what? I'm not going to please you anymore. I'm a God pleaser. You won't keep dating some of the people that you're dating because you're thinking, I'm not, I'm not, no, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm not a pleasing people. I'm a, I'm a God pleaser. I'm living for an audience of one to please my heavenly Father. God set us free from the fear of man, the fear of rejection. Lord, help us develop a fear of God that we become God-pleasers, not people-pleasers.